Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network, now the largest new media platform on the web, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Arrow After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz up at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. 1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Arrow After Show. Hey! Hello and good evening, guys. I'm Kaori Take, and Bing is for doing here at AfterBuzz TV. And we uh, are here doing our first after show for CW's Arrow uh, for episode 7, Muse of Fire. But don't worry, we will recap. And I am here with... Uh, I'm Kelly, and I'm so excited to be doing this show. I've watched it from the beginning, and I'm really glad that we're doing an after show. Yes, I think this is a show worthy of a great after show. Absolutely. I mean, we've got a hot man in a hood and shooting arrows. What's better than that? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, I love like the opening credits when he's doing like his workout and he's like, you know, jumping at that bar up. (laughs) And he's got a great voice. He does. Okay. It's not going to be all girly. It's not going to be all girly, but we just had to (laughs) shout out on his body. (laughs) All right. So um, since we have started on uh, season um, episode seven, uh, we want to, you know, catch up a little bit on what's been going on. Right. So you guys know uh, that we're up to date and catch you guys up in case you're just tuning in right now and catching yep. up with us. So the, the the series starts out that we find out that, you know, Oliver was stranded on this island and he... Um, gets rescued and ends up coming back home and everybody thought he was dead. He's been gone for five years. And as the series progresses, we get flashbacks of what he went through on that island that kind of turned him into this, you know, crazy vigilante type person. Because he was a partier. He was a guy that didn't care about anything. You know, rich kid, spent a lot of money, you know, partied, club kid, all of that. And even to the point where he was cheating on his girlfriend when he got shipwrecked with her sister. Right. And, you know, he it's just this, you know, he's just that guy. So for him to get stranded on this island, go through what he went through and then come back as a completely different person is really interesting to see. Right. And we're going to see him develop into a character and see if his previous character that we don't know really exists is going to mm-hmm. come back. Right. And we're going to see snippets of that 
as we move forward. In well, the yeah, episode. and watching him balance out the two, and you know, in the as like you know, as we said, we're in you know episode seven. So as it goes back, we find out more about what happened to him on the island mm-hmm. and how his dad willed him to live. And, you know, took his own life, which is something that's hard for him to have to live with. And nobody knows the different things that he went through, having to learn how, you know, a kid that had everything handed to him, having to learn how to fend for himself, you know, on this island. And, you know, he gets, you know, trapped in these, you know, booby traps. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he finds someone that actually, you know, helps him and teaches him and makes him learn how to take care of himself, which is something he had never done before. Yeah. And I think that's really important in Mm -hmm. uh, his character and his change. So he comes back, mm-hmm. and uh, he's still a billionaire's son, but he is completely different, no longer a party animal, and not only is he different, but the things around him are different. The people around him have uh, maybe similar but different expectations of him, mm-hmm. so that definitely causes different uh, conflicts and situations in his present life. So he comes back, and his family... You know, like, we find out that his mother is actually the one that... She's one of the conspirators that's involved in this organization. Because I guess the way that... And the way it jumps back and forth, you really have to pay attention with this show to kind of keep track of what's going on. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, makes it that much more intense to watch. So, his dad you know, was a billionaire in the city, one of the the main socialites and did a lot of people wrong. He, you know, kind of went the wrong way. He, Mm -hmm. you know, was tied into pretty bad things and he felt guilty about it. So now he wants Oliver to go and make it right. And that's kind of what his whole goal is. He has this one set of goals. He has this list of people that he's going to take out because they wronged the city and he wants to make the city a better place. And don't you think that's kind of a really big task to ask of your son before you die? Like, I messed up royally so i want you to make all my wrongs right it's your responsibility <laughs> it's now. your responsibility <laughs> even that. if it means you are life is put at risk that, that's that's <laughs> that's what children are for apparently yeah apparently all so. the wrongs of your parents <laughs> well it's true we do want to be better than our parents i yeah. guess <laughs> yeah. it's you know it's what that's what they always say one of those things you know you always blame your parents mm-hmm. <laughs> you know for the messed up things in your head and this poor guy you know he has to balance out these two personalities because he's mm-hmm. completely different you know now all, he's focused on just kind of taking out all these people fixing the city only through the people that are on this list is his first main objective and as you know he starts to grow and get involved in more things that starts to widen and open yeah, exactly. up especially and one of the things i like too is that you know his mom when he gets back assigns him a security guard and you know he's ditching this guy he's running off doing you know his whole you know archer vigilante thing and but i like that he um trusted this guy enough diggle right diggle, mm-hmm. he trusted him enough to reveal himself so early on in the series i was pretty surprised about yeah. that and i thought that was interesting that he had a partner you know so so soon to be able to talk about what was going on and somebody to to kind of bounce this anger and frustration off of see i i, I completely agree with you like mm-hmm. i think it was really important to put diggle into the story mm-hmm. because yeah he's supposed to be someone that to have camaraderie with Mm -hmm. however like despite that as we see through uh, episode one through six his sister who i guess now is a complete druggie borderline (laughs) bipolar because one moment she's super sweet and sensitive and the next moment she's a complete biatch i know um it's weird that 
he still has a hard time really opening up to Diggle, even though he knows his secrets. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess we figure out who he opens up to in this episode. But Well, yeah, and you know, one of, <laughs> uh, well, just like a quick little fun fact, and I bet all of you Arrow super fans already know this, but the character of John Diggle is named in honor of Andy Diggle, the mm-hmm. writer of the Green Arrow Year One series, which the show is based on. Yeah. So that's pretty fun. That that was that I I read that one too. And that yeah, was cool. That is well because there's so many versions of the story. So it's you know when you go back to the comics and all of that, there's you know these different characters and the different villains, mm-hmm. and I think they're trying to incorporate it into this new fresh way. And you know I believe there was someone, and uh, in the comic book series, it was named Speedy. That was kind of a drug addict. Well, Speedy and, is um, mm-hmm. Speedy is actually Green Arrow's kind of like a Batman's Robin, right? And so there are two speedies, and one of the speedies is a girl. So that was interesting that his mm-hmm. kid sister's the nickname is she, Yeah, so I wonder how that's going to play out, you know, later on. But Yeah, I, I, I like her. And I think she looks like Maria Munoz. I'd be loving <laughs> Maria Munoz. I keep saying that. <laughs> she does. She really does. She's, you know, she's cute. But she's, you know, she's worried about her brother, and she has her own issues. Yes. And, you know, he went away when she was pretty young, and then she got she had to deal with you know whatever's going on with her family her father dying or the but well thinking she lost her both her brother mm-hmm. and her father her mother remarrying and you know all the pressures that comes with her lifestyle so she's acting out and doing things she shouldn't be doing yeah i mean she she is kind of she keeps repeating that she is basically following her older brother's footsteps mm-hmm. so every and she is also in my opinion one of the characters in the show that is constantly using the word judgment I'm yeah. being judged. Uh-huh. You're, I'm judging my brother. Yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. So, I think eventually she's going to develop into something really strong. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I'm curious to see where where that kind of goes mm-hmm. and if she starts to fi- take responsibility for herself and kind of grow up a little bit. Because right now she's kind of being a bratty kid. Right. Yeah. I mean, and rightfully so. She's young, and you know. And yeah, of course, when we were 17, we wanted yeah. to party here and there. <laughs> I don't know it's about the drug fact. Cause that's no, just me but... being judgmental. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, so we, we, we talked about briefly about his mom and his mm-hmm. new life with his sister. And, you know, he has a stepfather now. But mm-hmm. now he also has, you know, come back to his ex-girlfriend, Laurel. Right. And that's interesting. And watching that progression when she finds out that he's back and all the emotions that she's going through because she was really in love with him. Mm -hmm, And, you know, he ditched her for her sister. And then this tragedy happens and she can't really be mad because she has to grieve for her sister Mm -hmm. because her sister gets killed in this accident. And it's such a horrible situation to be in. I can't, you know, getting cheated on by your boyfriend is bad enough, especially when, you know, especially when you're, you think you're super in love with him, Mm -hmm. but to have that extra, you know, tragedy added on top of it. I mean, it's horrible. Oh yeah. And the layer and and then her sister. And then she's left being the only child with a very overprotective father who happens to be detective mm-hmm. and she's a lawyer at this point five years have passed and so we see some kind of indications of romance between them throughout the s- previous six episodes mm-hmm. but she actually has I guess at this point emotional attachment to Tommy yeah to Tommy which is Oliver's best friend mm-hmm. and they, I guess, go, you know, throughout the tragedy and dealing with it, they were friends when Oliver and, you know, Laurel dated. But then after the disappearance, they became friends with benefits. Right. And 
you know, he was that playboy that Oliver was and, you know, just kind of one of those guys. So she never really took him serious. And now he has strong feelings for her and really wants to date her. And, you know, it's funny, like when we were watching it and you said, why do they have to keep reestablishing that? Like, exactly. Yes, we know you guys want to date. He gets it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, to, in tonight's episode, Tommy goes, you know, to Oliver and says, hey, we're going out on a date. Just want to make sure you know and, you know, so you don't find out from someone else. But it was kind of obvious in the last episode, mm-hmm. you know, when they were at the, when he threw that charity ball. Yeah, it was pretty you know, obvious. For her. I mean, their whole thing is really obvious. But I mean, I guess in a way, you know, sorry, dude, I messed with your girlfriend while I thought you were gone. But now I'm going to ask, you know, I'm going to let mm-hmm. you know out of courtesy. And, and uh, just an interesting thing to point out was that's uh, Speedy. I like to call her, but uh-huh. her name's Thea. Yeah. She actually has a minor crush on Tommy. Yes, she does. Uh-huh. And Tommy was like, you're like my sister. Yeah. There's no How, way. That's horrible. How embarrassing. Weird. Poor kid. Yeah. But, you know, she she actually pulled off pretty strong. She threw up in the gutter <laughs> and she apologized and it was all good. She's like, sorry, I did this. <laughs> You know, you know. Ne- ne- I'm your kid sister. Forgive me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so from Laurel, we have her. You know, overbearing dad, the detective, mm-hmm. and the detective. Uh, in these previous episodes, he's actually the one who is really trying to find out who the vigilante is, and at the mm-hmm. same time, he has a personal vendetta. Uh, yes, on Oliver. Well, and the whole Queen family and because of what family. happened to his daughter. Mm-hmm. So at every turn, he wants to blame Oliver, blame Oliver, blame Oliver. Yes. And then when um, they really do have, you know, the, it's circumstantial, but they have some pretty good evidence kind of connecting mm-hmm. him to being the vigilante. And he gets with Diggle and pulls off this stunt where he's on house arrest and Diggle puts the suit on and goes and, you know, gets caught as being the vigilante. So he obviously can't be in two places at the same time. And then it kind of gets the detective off his back. But that's also the same night that he's almost killed. Yes. That we find out that the, you know, the well-dressed man has put a hit on on him because it's jeopardizing their, you know, their business. Because he connects the dots that the vigilante is going after. Smart man. You know, these people on this list. Yeah. Because they know about this list. Yeah, they know about the list. And they're Mm -hmm. putting two and two together. The fact that... Right when Oliver comes, coincidentally, the vigilante appears at the same time. Mm-hmm. So he's not dumb, this no. man, this well-dressed man. Nope, he's not. And so there's all these things happening, and Oliver has to protect his city and kind of get rid of all the bad and make everything right. Mm-hmm. So he has he pulls all these hits off of the list that his father gave him. Mm-hmm. Um. But one of the ones that we see that I think is going to be important is the the triad. Yes. So that's not exactly a hit per se, but I think they're both after something that I'm not quite sure what the storyline is going on there. Mm-hmm. Do, do you? Well, it's as we're coming to find out, apparently, like a lot of these people on this list are connected to different crime organizations. Mm-hmm. And that's what he's trying to stop. And the Chinese, Chinese are not on the list. But they're, they're not on the list, but they're kind of getting in his way mm-hmm. or kind of getting involved or it's just an added 
an an added kind of yes mishap in, in what he's trying to do. And it's one of the interesting things about his relationship with Diggle because it's it's reminding him that he can't be so close minded about this. Yes, he has a goal. He can't but he can't just be strict to this one list. Like things are happening in the city and it's all kind of interconnected, which I think is kind of what's going on with with the triads involvement. Right. I think so but too. I'm gonna have to go back and, and double check that because again this series there's so many different facets that there's too many things going on. I know. I mean, we can pretty much <laughs> talk forever about what just happened the past six episodes. It's really hard to cover all that in, yeah. you know, 15 minutes. So, I mean, let's try to talk about what happened in this episode. Yes. Well, this episode <laughs> was great and was. Had, was full of intense, intense things. And um, there's a lot going on, you know, a lot to get our mind, you know, spinning right before the holidays. Yeah. And so, well, speaking of the holidays, I just want to put in uh, a shameless plug, but not so shameless. <laughs> Holiday seasons are coming up. Yes. Uh, I love Amazon, and I think it's the perfect time to go to Amazon and get a gift for anyone and get anything you want. Just go to AfterBuzzTV.com and click on the Amazon banner, and it will help us stay on the show and give you an AfterBuzz show that we love to be doing. What are you going to get your... Oh, I have so many Somebody. gifts to buy, and I think, <laughs> I think somebody needs to buy me like the old school Arrow comics, so I can that's a good I can one. Catch myself up on on the different versions of this comic. Really, I really want to go back and read all. of I them know because I think it's so interesting the way that they're redoing these characters and and kind of um, infiltrating them and merging them into because there's so many. I mean, there's only so many different storylines one yeah. show can have. And I so. I, I think that uh, if any viewers have, would like to send. Uh, you get uh, yes, or definitely go to <laughs> go to iTunes and you know rate and comment our show. It's new, and you know we're trying to get all caught up. You know we're starting out at episode seven, so you got to give us a little bit of a break. But you know definitely leave us comments. Let us know kind of your take on things. If there's anything you know we miss, things you know about the comic book mm-hmm. and how they relate. You know we'd love to definitely get into a discussion about that. Yes, absolutely. We will also respond to your comments. We always read your reviews, yes. and uh, we're grateful for them. Good or bad hopefully good <laughs> and uh, if you tell a friend that would be awesome too you just tell a friend a day and it keeps us in play yes <laughs> all right so tommy and laurel tommy <laughs> and laurel are trying to have a relationship they're you know she was hesitant at first she's kind of giving in he's being super sweet off of the advice of speedy yeah which you know was kind of ironic for that poor kid well, but, I think she thought, oh, he's talking about me. Yes. Some Aww. girl. All right. <laughs> so now he's kind of, you know, gone against his usual lines and pickup techniques and is really trying to get to know her and, you know, find out what she's about and just kind of be a sweeter version of himself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he shows up at her place with food and wants to take her to dinner mm-hmm. and just kind of start over since they kind of started their relationship backwards. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if I necessarily like them together. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. There is something off about it. And I also notice, and, uh, you know, tell me if I'm wrong, but I have never seen them kiss in all of the seven episodes. I think they might have done it, like, once, but... Mm. I don't, I'm going to have to double check that. That's a good question, though, because maybe they haven't. They maybe it's close. just hugs or they get close or something. Yeah. I, I don't I, know. Have they kissed yet, guys? Remind us. Yes. I don't know. Comment and let us know. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
But I feel like it's forced. I feel like she's just trying, mm -hmm. you know, trying to give in because she wants to take her mind off of being in love exactly. with Oliver. Like, that's kind of what I think about it. I think so, too. Because, I mean, we've definitely seen her and Oliver kiss. You know, they had, you know, they've kind of had a very emotional reunion and it's gone back and forth. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she still has some pretty, well, they still have pretty strong feelings for each other. But, you know, she can't you know be with him so i think she's kind of kind of falling to tommy to kind of i don't know keep her occupied and kind of away from that yeah i, I, I think you're right and i think that well in this episode they laurel and um oliver had no interaction yeah not at all yeah not at all and it was purely like anytime that you saw her it was purely with tommy and the development of their relationship mm-hmm and the revelation that he has no money. This billionaire playboy is broke. Yes. You know, his dad cut him off. And, you know, we see that his... Well, before we find out that his dad cut him off, we see that his credit card gets declined. And, you know, it's embarrassing. And, it is you know, embarrassing. He, he's all awkward. And, you know, he runs home to find out what happened. But, you know, what's even more embarrassing is that he goes to her house, apartment, at the end of the uh, episode. Uh -huh. And he tells her that he's broke. And he got his car repossessed. <laughs> and he's evicted. And now he's evicted. <laughs> and it's like, you're telling her all this be and basically admitting that you are a daddy's boy and mm -hmm. you make no money for yourself. Mm-mm, that wouldn't work for me. Yep, nope. <laughs> and she, but she, you know, she ever the optimist. She's telling she him, is. you're going to be great. Everything's going to be fine. And personally, I'm waiting for her to say, you can come live with me. <laughs> I thought she was going to say that because I, I mean, I would expect nothing less from uh -huh. CW. Yeah, but no, she says I have a pizza in the refrigerator that needs to be eaten. Mm -hmm. I'll feed you, but you can't stay that's here. That's funny. Smart girl, though. You <laughs> but, know. I, you know, but I wonder if that's going to kind of push their relationship along a little quicker because she's going to feel bad for him in that sense. I mean, I don't know. Or maybe he goes to stay with Oliver, but... I don't I don't know. think Oliver has time for people. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of too busy right now. He's yeah. Got his, he's got a lot on his plate. He's got to adjust to being a vigilante. Yeah. So... But one of the big revelations of, of the episode, you know, we, it starts out that Oliver's supposed to have lunch with his mother, and he forgets about it. And, you know, Speedy calls to mm -hmm. remind him. So he shows up at her work and she's outside kind of having a confrontation with um, a man by the name of Paul Capone. 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 Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he wants to do business with her, wants her to look over some proposals. She's declining, saying she's not, you know, not interested. And she's about to have lunch with her son. And Oliver's like at a stoplight or across the street, I think, parked, waiting for her. He waves at her. And then we see another person on a motorcycle come up and, you know, open fire on um, what looks like his mother. Right. But the um, the target was, you know, this Paul Capone guy who gets shot multiple times and killed and we think it's you know looks like a you know a man and but we see oliver's vigilante kind of instincts kick in and he takes off running chasing you know this person on a bike instead of looking after his mom yes and his mother is kind of like she falls over we don't know if she's hit or she's you know hurt what happened uh -huh. but he you know leaves her and takes off running and he's so fast he literally almost catches up to this person on a motorcycle right which is insane yeah <laughs> That was pretty insane. Right. And then, you know, it comes back there at the hospital and his excuse is I was trying to get a license plate. Yeah. Nobody believes that. No one <laughs> believes that. And that's when we see kind of, you know, Speedy's 
um, concern and and she's getting frustrated about his lying because she obviously doesn't believe that. But when does she not get frustrated yeah, about she, his yeah, lying? Yeah, she's frustrated. Yeah, I feel like it's a broken record in every episode. <laughs> yeah. I, I I I do like her character, mm-hmm. but she is the kind of like you see her in a scene and I'm kind of like waiting for something pessimistic to pop out of her mouth. Yeah. Well, we also see a nice bonding moment with her and her mom over that. Yes. Because she, you know, she her mom is in the hospital. She has like a mild concussion and can go home if someone's with her. And of course, Oliver has to jet every five minutes. All the time. So he kind of, you know, passes the buck on to his sister. And they're watching TV and she's talking to her mom about how frustrated she is. But, you know, her mom says, you know, being back in the hospital reminded me of when Oliver came home and the doctor told us, you know, he's not going to be the same Oliver that we know. So we should just kind of accept him for who he is. Right. And yeah. And it just kind of made her, I think take a second and think about it a little different yeah I, and I think that uh, it was a really good part on the mom's part mm-hmm. Moira's part to say that because hopefully it'll be a little uh, head change for Thea because her her brother's doing good things I know he seems yeah. odd but he means well and you know he, it's always the heroes that you know have to be the victim in a way like Batman Right, that's right, you know. You know they, 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 they get the bad rap. Yeah, they do. Yeah. So, um, Myra's, uh, um, you know, in at home, in bed, and then we see the well-dressed man pop up at the house, and mm-hmm. she freaks out, who lets you in here? And, cause yeah, all I want to really, know who let her in. <laughs> well, he's like, you know, Thea let me in. <laughs> you know, then it makes sense after we find out who this well-dressed man is. But he goes over to make sure that her head is still in the game, that she's still on track and is not, you know, because not going to change her mind yeah. because of her near-death experience. And uh, in, in case uh, we, we want to just recap you real ki- real quick in case you didn't see the previous episodes, mm-hmm. but this well-dressed man also put a hit on Oliver Yes. in uh, the previous episode. I, don't, I think I the think last it was one? The, two last, la- two, two episodes ago? ago maybe mm-hmm. four or five that he thought he was the vigilante so they got to get rid of him and he's the one that ordered that hit which we talked about earlier. Yeah. So, so that was the man. This man is is one of the, you know, key people in this whole plot that Oliver's trying to stop, I guess. And we find out that the well-dressed man is none other than Tommy's dad. Which is <laughs> very interesting. It is. So now, you know, we find out he's the bad guy, and then he cut off all of Tommy's money, kind of, you know, kicked him to the curb, doesn't want to support him anymore. So I wonder what... You know what the reasoning behind that is. He says he's irresponsible. Yeah, that's all he really says. And is basically, you know, lazy and is tired of it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what this guy is up to, but uh, you know, he is clearly a very, very dangerous man, and I mm-hmm. think that's going to develop as the season progresses. You know, what's interesting though is the mom too. Mm-hmm. Is it, it? It might come to a point where Moira might be someone that her son has to be against right well because we find out even i think it is the first episode it is the first or second episode we find out she is one of the bad guys she she's the one that actually she want well from my understanding from Mm -hmm. episode one she is actually the person that wanted the ship to go down or something because she she put the ship in like a what's that called yeah no she you know she recovered it she, but in the but, in the last like scene of C- episode mm-hmm. one, she's talking to somebody and she's like, she says something about like I I I 
I did put the hit or something like that. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sorry if it's all fuzzy, mm-hmm. and I'll get back to you guys and leave a comment. <laughs> <laughs> but she's pretty bad herself. Yeah, but I don't think she necessarily wants to hurt her son. That's right. And, she, and at this point, I don't believe that she believes he is the vigilante. She doesn't want to believe it, of yeah, course. Yeah, and I think, you know, she was defending him from the beginning, even so much as she went when uh, Mr. Merlin put out the hit on him and is like, hey, if you do this again, you know, I will end you, basically. See, so I just, I think that she put it, like, she wanted her husband to die or something, but then... I'm going to have to go back and kind of I do too, recap that because I, I don't know, or I... I I got the impression that she saved that ship to find out what really happened. Mm-hmm. Oh. And maybe okay. that was the thing because she was hiding it. And I guess apparently according to the authorities, they never found it. But she found it and kept it hidden. And to do her own research, I thought. But I don't But I, don't I, I I'm going to have to go back and, and double check it and kind of see and, you know, go back to that and see what her intentions were. Yeah. But Moira and... Uh-huh. Mr. Merlin are very together. dangerous people. They are. And, you know, it's crazy because their sons are best friends. Yes. So I don't know how that's going to play out. And we were talking about it when we were watching that we think that uh, Mr. Merlin is uh, going to be one of Green Arrow's super nemesis. Oh, Yeah. Well, there are a lot of speculations about what Tommy's character is going to turn into because there's the um, the wizard and the you know other archer that come mm-hmm. out. So they're thinking that it could possibly be him, that you know he's going to you know turn on Oliver at some point in the series. So who knows? We'll see. Yeah, who knows? But we also get another new character tonight, which is um, Helena or Helena. How do we say it? Yeah, yeah. Helena, aka yeah. the Huntress. The Huntress. So this Peter Capone guy was part of um, the mob, you know, family, um, the Bertinelli crew. And Oliver goes undercover to kind of figure out, you know, what if, you know, Paul was the target, you know, what's going on? Because, it, you know, if they think it's another mob family, it could cause like a big mob war in the city. So he's going undercover, try to do business with this Bertinelli family and see what's going on. So he goes to Mr. Bertinelli's house to kind of talk business with mm-hmm. him. And he wants, you know, to do business with, you know, he wants one of the, the contracts for, um, you know, the Queen's Applied Sciences Division. Yeah. He wants that contract. And I guess um, Moira doesn't want to give it to him. So that was kind of the thing there. And Oliver's telling him, well, I can probably get it for you, trying to kind of get on his good side. So he gets a mysterious call, goes away, sends the two, you know, we find out that Helena is his daughter. And... And before Oliver does, you know, us as viewers, we find out she's the one that was the shooter. Right. Um, that he's looking for. And then she's Mr. Bertinelli's daughter. He sends them off to dinner together. And they're basically on a date. They're, yeah, they're basically <laughs> on a date. And they are... There's a, a, a quite a bit of sexual tension there, in my opinion. And they're opinion. bonding. They're bonding because they both have... a. a a past or a mystery behind them. She has a necklace and she tells him that this necklace is from her fiance who died. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, after their date, he, after their date, he, he leaves and because he got a call from Diggle mm-hmm. and um, can we talk about really quick how she called him the rich man's Lindsay Lohan? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm sorry. That it was really ridiculous. <laughs> I thought that was a bad, bad line. That was, <laughs> 
that, that was just uh, like one of the silly lines there. I just thought that was kind of ridiculous. Yeah, the rich man's Lindsay Lohan. I guess we had to put a plug for her. <laughs> Poor Lindsay. Yeah. So bottom line is Green Arrow, a.k.a. Oliver Queen, goes back into the restaurant that he just ate and... Because he gets that call from Diggle, and Diggle is telling him that um, Bertinelli's henchman is running around, you know, mm-hmm. beating up everybody that you know, owes, owes money. money. And that the guy at the rest that owns the restaurant that they're at, uh, Mr. Russo, is next. Yes. And he's standing outside the restaurant and sees that the, you know, the mob guys are there. So he gets into his costume and comes back. Um, just in time to save, you know, Mr. Russo from getting, you know, his fingers broken but, and his wife. But he d- he didn't really need to go there because we have the Huntress mm-hmm. who comes in and she's shooting at them. And then because Oliver has a vendetta on her because she shot at his, his mom, mm-hmm. he starts attacking her and then he elbows her helmet and bam, her face is exposed. She takes off her helmet and it's her. And he sees that it's her. And it, you know, freaks him out. It freaks him out because he has developed a nice relationship with her in the couple hours that they have. Mm-hmm. And she, I think he had, like, a mini crush. And he's like, crap. Yeah. He's like, what are, you know, <laughs> what's going on? What am I going to do now? You know, he really felt like he bonded with this person. That they had a lot in common. He felt like he could be himself with her, which is one thing that he said during mm-hmm. dinner. That, you know, it was really nice to, you know, be with somebody that I can be myself with. And... You know, he's back in his lair and he's talking to Diggle and, you know, Diggle's telling him, hey, you need to clear your mm-hmm. head. This is not a good thing for you. You know, basically, you need to chill out with whatever you think is going on there. Not a good idea. Well, love is never a good thing for people <laughs> no. who have uh, a, another motive. It yes, blocks no. them. It stops them. <laughs> but of course, Oliver's smarter than everybody else. He knows exactly what he's doing. And he's like, I got this. You know, she has to have her reasons. I'm going to figure this out. And... Um, he goes back to her house and, you know, she kind of put two and two together and figures out that he is the vigilante. Yes. And, you know, they're talking, going at it. She's basically accusing him of being just like her. And, you know, he's saying that his is justice. He doesn't go for revenge. So basically, in his mind, he's not a killer, but she is. She is a killer. Yeah, she is. A, she's basically a cold-blooded killer. And... In his mind, he's not. He's doing justice. He's doing good. He doesn't yes. see himself as a killer. And there's that, that judgment thing again where mm-hmm. she's like, well, why are you judging me? How are you to say that we're doing um, different things? Right. Um, but, you know, what's really important is that she gets caught by Nick. Yeah, her dad's, mm-hmm. you know, right-hand man. Yeah, she gets caught. And, and we learn a lot about her backstory and how her fiancé died and the fact that her vendetta against her family now isn't the first. No. This isn't the first time she's been doing it. She was speaking to the FBI before. Yeah, she basically doesn't want her father doing bad things, bad Mm -hmm. deeds, and she is trying to put a stop to it. So her and her fiancé, you know, she was about to get married, and she was talking to the FBI Mm -hmm. through her computer, and her uh, her dad's friend Nick basically, and her dad as well, figured out that the, they were t- contacting the FBI with this computer who they thought belonged to her fiance Michael mm-hmm. and so they killed Michael but then she said no it was me and then she basically 
frees herself from being caught and yeah because um breaks his neck. you know nick comes and you know kidnaps her mm-hmm. and oliver and you know is basically going to kill her because he found her necklace at the restaurant yeah. after all of that that whole fight went down so you know he's ready to just you know kill her because he doesn't want to go to prison he doesn't want her dad to mm-hmm. go to prison and you know of course being the huntress and you know the the, the mass vigilante they break free of their zip tie cuffs and you know, there's a big fight but we see her viciousness oh yeah she breaks his neck she breaks like, his like neck head. like no like, business she's choking him and breaks his neck and that's when I think it kind of hit Oliver that, well, wait a minute. This is not kind of the way I play this game. Yeah. This is not, you know, I'm not a cold-blooded killer. Did you, by the way, did you notice that mm. she was wearing dark purple? Yes. I was like, okay. Yeah. Well, we that's good because that's, that's owed to the original character. Exactly. Yes. Which, you know, they're trying to kind of keep some consistency there, which I think is really good. Yeah. Um. So, but, yeah. uh, so all, all in all, you know, she knows right away that it's him mm-hmm. because she saw his face and all that stuff under the hood. I mean, I think if I saw him, I probably would have noticed <laughs> as well. And so, and plus his fighting style, you <laughs> know, when they were style. fighting each other, you know. And they, they end up just making out. Well, first they cry. <laughs> okay, they cry. They because both they cry. Because they both realize that they're standing face-to-face with a person that understands their pain in the, a certain way that, you know, because they're lonely. Mm, Being a superhero is lonely. It is lonely. So they're, they're, you know, they're finding this middle ground, and it's very emotional, and they both get teary-eyed, and then they're making out. Yes. So and now they're partners in crime. Now they're partners in crime. And by the way, in some versions, Elena is actually Batman and Catwoman's daughter in some versions. That's right. I saw that. Yeah. Yes. So I think that that would have been cool. But no, she's in this yeah. version. Yeah. In other versions, she's a mafia's daughter. Mm-hmm. So let's move on to news and predictions. Yes. Do you have anything else? Let's move and to it. Yeah, we can talk about it. Predictions. News. Okay. So what you got? So um, fans will be happy to know that there was one episode added for the season. So now the season will consist of 23 episodes rather than just 22. So yay, we get to see a little bit more. And, you know, we're going to see a lot more characters introduced. Yes, we will. Um, we are going to also, you know, the ratings for this show have been really great for the it's, CW. It's right now CW's number one show. Yeah, it premiered with, you know, like what? Five, you know, seven million viewers or something crazy. Yeah, seven million. I think. And then it's you know held up pretty consistently since then, which is there, which um, I don't think people thought it was going to do as well as it did. But I'm happy. To I'm know that really it did. happy it did too. It's like Smallville again. <laughs> yes, and that show is forever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised that you know that show was on so long, but it was great. I really liked it. And I like the fact that they they use the same mansion. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, one of the things too is like the the cityscape for um, Starling City is actually a bunch of different ones. Mm-hmm. They were saying it's like Pennsylvania, you know, it's uh, also part of like Massachusetts and like some other cities. Well, they're all beautiful. They do. No, it looks fantastic. Oh, yeah. I definitely want to go there. Um, <laughs> I do too. <laughs> um, also, we have uh, the Arrow cast, David Anders. Um, and David Anders is, if you don't know him, he plays Dr. Frankenstein in Once Upon a Time. So I'm so excited yes, because yes. I'm also a super fan of Once Upon a Time. And uh, he is going to play um, Cyrus Vanch. And apparently he is going to be someone that Laurel 
has oh. something against or she's going to be out to get him. Really? Yes. Hmm. And in case you guys don't know, Laurel is played by Katie Cassidy, who yes. is David Cassidy's um, daughter. And yes. and she's also dating um, Turtle from Entourage, Jerry Ferrara. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So um, hopefully we can get, you know, some of these guys to call in or come in. But, you know, the show, you know, films in Vancouver. So I don't know. They're still filming right now. But hopefully we can get oh, some, I would some call-ins or some action, go, you know, some arrow action going on. Arrow but. action, yes. And okay. let's, uh, so let's get on to predictions. I'm sure you have some, as I do, too. Now, you're after Buzz TV. So I think with Tommy now not having any money or whatever, I mean, <laughs> the the obvious place for him to go is to Oliver's mansion. I mean, he's got room there, mm -hmm. and Oliver still has to kind of keep his public image alive a little bit. So I think that's going to kind of help with that. But it might be cause some friction to be a little bit difficult for him to kind of sneak off as much as he does. Yeah. But I think that also might cause a little bit of tension between him and Thea, Tommy and Thea, maybe a little bit. Well, what kind of tension are you talking know. about? I don't know. Maybe he'll realize that deep down, she's not just a little sister to him. But you might have to wait till <laughs> next season because she's still 17. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I think that his loss of money is the beginning of maybe losing more. And that's how mm -hmm. he's going to transform into a possible supervillain. Yes. And uh, also, uh, we, as we know, I don't know if they say it in the show, but if you look on CW's website, her Lori Laurel's first name is Dina. Mm -hmm, yes. So she is going to be, oh man, I'm brain farting. What was her name again? Okay, can, Black Canary. Excuse yes, me. yes. She is going to be Black Canary and there are, um, there are, uh, if you Google it all over the place, there are stories about how she's going to develop and so they're already trying to develop her into Black Canary and I'm interested to see how she becomes Black Canary because Black yeah. Canary is a blonde, you know, and she's badass and she's hot and she's... And I don't see that in Laurel as of yet. I mean, we'll see. I don't know. She, I mean, she's pretty badass. You know, when the guys got beat up at the club, That's you know, true. she, she kind of came in and rescued them. So that she's is got true. a little badassery inside of her, she too. She does. So, so, so we'll see about that. And the whole thing with uh, the Huntress and, you know, Arrow, I wonder, like, exactly how that's going to kind of play out. I don't think that's going to be necessarily a match made in heaven. I think they're going to have a lot of friction yes. there. I think uh, she she's, she's put little. in there not only because she's a comic book character, but mm -hmm. also, and not only because she's badass, but also because she's also someone that's going to cause more friction between Laurel and Oliver. Yeah. Well, also, she's I think she's a little bit too violent for him. A little too... Oh, she's too, creepy. Yeah, she's I, a little too creepy, I think, and he's going to start to see more of that. And, like, you when, know. when she sits there and talks about how she wants to, like, uh, stop her dad from doing bad. I'm like, you, you ain't much better. When she's than dad. breaking people's necks with her bare hands, I don't know it how, how well feel that's right. gonna go, but we'll find out. <laughs> I guess yes. we'll, we'll get closer and closer next week. So yeah, we'll and um, we are so excited to be doing this show yes. now. I'm so glad it's up and running, and we will be back next week, same time, same place. Where can we find you? You can find me at Kelly with an I E O seven nine on Twitter, and obviously follow AfterBuzz on Twitter as well. And make sure to go to iTunes and YouTube, check out our show, leave us comments, and rate and tell your friends. We really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And you can find me at K A O R I. I O U S and also 
on Sundays, uh, once upon a time, after Buzz show with Marissa. And I That's also right. do the after blogs. Uh, for Once Upon a Time as well and what she said please comment and yes and then maybe we'll start our own after blog here about Arrow so let's oh, yeah, start that'd a be great, guys alright <laughs> thank you guys from Bing.com executive producers Maria Menounos Kevin Undergaro Phil Svitek and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.